Welcome to the podcast of the Renew Community. We strive to be a Jesus community who cares about the things Jesus cares about. As we adapt in this season of pandemic, we are meeting in our house churches in person and online as a primary space for worship, formation, connection, and encouragement. Teachings like this are one way we engage with scripture seeking to become more like Christ. These teaching podcasts also serve as a conversation starter for deeper engagement at House Church. We're glad you're listening. Thank you all for leading us in prayer in different ways. You may have, you may be noticing a theme. Uh, it's been awesome to hear the simple prayers of a child and the big and heavy prayers of broken hearts the claps of praise for what God is doing and has done, the songs of praise. And I'm gonna shift gears a little bit here to ask a few questions. Do you ever pray for parking spaces? Do you ever pray for green lights? Do you ever pray for clean pants? A month ago, a friend gave me a call late in the evening and, and asked if I could give him a ride. And I said, okay. Went and picked him up, drove him, dropped him off at his place about 20 minutes from home. And right after I left his house, my stomach started turning. And had I been a smart person, I would have thought, oh, I should just turn around and see if I could use his bathroom. But that thought didn't occur to me until yesterday. Um, <laughs> So I, I start driving home and, and my stomach is turning and I'm thinking there's no way I'm gonna make it home. And there are no places open that are gonna let me use a bathroom right now. What am I gonna do? So I started praying. <laughs> I started praying for green lights. And I started praying for clean pants. <laughs> I'll spare you the details, but I got green lights and I got clean pants. And honestly, it felt like a miracle. It was a miracle. I'm, I'm convinced that this was a tiny miracle. And I share this story for a few reasons. I am not trying to be irreverent in any way because I honestly felt like God wanted me to share this story. Despite its somewhat embarrassing nature, I never thought I'd start a sermon with a bathroom story, but it caused me to rejoice. It caused me to thank God and I felt like the Lord deserves some glory, and so I figured I should share it with others too. And I, sh I share it for another reason. Six months ago, I would not have thought to pray in this situation. I probably should have, but six months ago, I don't think I would have thought to do this. But over the last year, one of the things that I have been so grateful for in the midst of lots of hard things is that God has been cultivating prayer in my life in different ways. And I'm so thankful. I know there's plenty, there's always room to grow in prayer, uh, but I've been so grateful for the ways that the Lord has been shaping me through the Zoom prayer calls, uh, through um, just <laughs> lamenting. There's been a f uh, at least one time where I had to pull over in my car and just weep. And that's been new for me, honestly. But God has been shaping me. And another way that God has been shaping me is through a prayer app that I decided to download. Um, it's called Lectio 365. I've shared it with a few people. Um, 
And, and it was through that app that I was kind of prompted to pray in this situation. Um, Pete Gregg is, is involved in this prayer app and he, he writes this reflection and it was shared on one of the, the morning prayers that I was doing. He writes, one of the greatest theological questions of our time in the realm of petitionary prayer appears to be whether we should ask God for parking spaces. It seems to me that the answer is clear. Yes, we should indeed ask God to give us parking spots. Why? Because when we pray for places to park, we become the kind of people who worship God for a patch of concrete outside a supermarket on a rainy Saturday in January. When you pray about the small things in life, you get to live with greater gratitude. If you only ever pray about big, ugly, gnarly problems that seem onerous and serious enough to warrant divine intervention, you will only very occasionally experience these major miracles. But when you learn to pray about trivial things, you start to notice how many minor miracles are scattered around in the course of an average day. And so I prayed about something seemingly pretty trivial. And then I was filled with gratitude and encouragement, rejoicing in God over green lights and clean pants. I want to just pause for a moment and, and thank God for no rain right now. I've been praying that for the last few days that we plan to meet outside. The third reason I want to share this story is because it reminded me of other times in my life, and I'm so thankful that the Freed kids shared some of their stories of praying. Because this situation for me reminded me of times as a kid when I prayed, and I think I've shared these before. I know I have with the kids, but if you've heard it before, bear with me. So when I was about seven years old, I think, uh, I, used to, I would have nightmares, frequent, frequent nightmares. And they terrified me. Uh, most nights I would end up in my parents' bedroom, sleeping on the floor next to their bed. And then at some point it occurred to me, um, because of the faith that had been instilled in me, because my mom had taught me, that I could pray about this. And so before I went to sleep, I asked God, God, please give me good dreams. And please take away these nightmares. And the Lord did it. <laughs> The Lord did it. And then, uh, I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember timeline, but there was another situation where I was trying to do chores, feed calves, and one of my jobs was to lift this very heavy bag of feed that I couldn't do it. I got it about halfway to where I needed to go and I didn't have any strength left. Well, what else am I gonna do? I could go get my dad, I guess. Maybe I'll try praying. So I prayed, God, please help me. Give me the strength to carry this. The Lord did it. The Lord did it. I carried it the rest of the way. Didn't have to ask my dad. And so as a kid, I was amazed. Wow, God did it. But even more so than God's power on display was, hey, God hears me. God listens to me. God cares about me. This is why the musicians have these paper clips. Psalm 116.1 says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice. He listens to my prayers. That's, 
that's what I've been feeling as I've been remembering these stories and these new situations. God listens to me. God cares about me. The other reason I want to share this, this story, these small answers, is because they encourage me to keep praying for the big, gnarly, ugly problems, some of which we just prayed about. It's those little answers to prayer that keep me encouraged to keep praying, to keep praying, to keep seeking God, even for those things that I've prayed for over and over again and haven't seen the Lord's answer just yet. Miraculous healings, breakthroughs for others in areas that seem hopeless, transformation in our communities, in our world, praying for India, praying for us, praying for broken lives and broken hearts. Keep praying and keep listening. This is one of the things that Jesus taught his disciples. Keep praying. And this is one of the things that Paul writes over and over in the New Testament. Keep praying. Sometimes our prayers seem to go unanswered or sometimes the answer seems to be no. And this can be very discouraging. But the scriptures are filled with exhortations to pray. It amazes me if you, if you read Paul's epistles, his letters to churches, how often he starts in the first chapter, he'll talk about, I pray for you all the time. I give thanks for you always and mention you in my prayer. And then at, towards, usually towards the end of the, the letter, he writes, pray, keep praying. Pray for me, keep praying. So some examples, Romans 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful or devoted to prayer. Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Keep on praying. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 2, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all people. Prayer is important. And I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here in many ways that you all pray, but I just, hey, if Paul wrote it, can I say it too? If Jesus taught it, can I say it too? Keep praying. Keep praying. So I want to read from Jesus' teaching in Luke 11 if I can figure out the wind situation. Yeah, I'll put this back up here. Then I'll have another hand to catch papers. So Luke chapter 11, it says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, Say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. Suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus just gives them something pretty short, pretty simple. Remember this, you can pray it when you don't have words. Here are some words you can use. But you can also use this as a template in how to shape your own prayers, how to speak to your heavenly father. And then he tells them this little parable, this little story. And the first one highlights the prayer highlights the prayer and it's this exhortation to persist in pray in praying this friend's not going to give you the bread because you're his friend and he's already tucked in at night but if you keep knocking on that door he can't sleep anyway so he might as well get up and give you the bread he will give you the bread because of your persistence So Jesus is teaching his disciples, you need to be persistent in your prayers. Not because God is lazy, doesn't want to get out of bed, but because you need to cultivate that faith. You need to cultivate that trust and you need to keep asking and keep sharing your desires with God. Then the second story he tells He transitions from the prayer to who we're praying to. He says, which of you fathers would give your your son a snake or a scorpion? No, 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 no. Even you know how to give your kids good gifts. How much more will your heavenly father give you good gifts. How much more? So the second story Jesus tells, the second analogy he gives is all about who God is, about God's goodness, that God is this generous, good gift giving God. And this is a powerful, powerful combination. When our persistence and our faith meets the good and generous father, that's when things start changing. That's when things start changing, when we're persistent and that meets God's goodness. That's when things start changing. 
So keep praying. Those, those things that you had given up on, come back and start praying again. Those things that you, you haven't heard from the Lord, they seem to have gone unanswered. Keep going. Keep listening. I know you've all experienced that. I've experienced it myself. But keep knocking on that door. Keep seeking the Lord's will and keep asking. This word for prayer that's used most of the time in the New Testament, it's a combination of two words. The first meaning towards or exchange and the second meaning wish. So the idea, the picture that that creates is that we move towards, we move towards God. And we have this interaction in which we exchange our wishes. We tell God what we want, but we also listen Say, God, this is what I want. This is what I'm thinking. What do you desire? So there's this exchange that happens in this interaction. So we pray and we talk and we ask, and then we listen and we listen and we keep paying attention. We keep seeking, God, what's your heart in this? What's your will in this? So I want to grow in relationship with you. It's not just, God's not just some vending machine that if we figure out how much money we need to put in and we figure out which buttons to push, we'll get exactly what we want. No, it's an exchange in which we share our heart with God and God shares his heart with us. This is how our relationship grows. What I loved about what uh, Adrian and Joel shared in their story is, is not so much like, hey, there was this powerful answer to prayer, but how they've been formed, how they've grown as they've communicated with God, as they've spent time with God, as they've shared their desires with God. Prayer grows our relationship to keep trusting, to keep putting our faith in God, to keep interacting and learning the will of God. And we continue to pray honestly, as Jerry shared, we can tell God he's not afraid. He's not afraid for us to speak our mind. He loves that as long as we're willing to listen as he speaks his mind back to us. Sometimes God doesn't answer. And I, I don't, there are lots of theological questions we could ask in all of this. Why sometimes our prayers go unanswered or seem to go unanswered or why God sometimes says no, but the heart of it, God, Jesus tells us God is a good, good father. How much more is he a good, good parent than you or I? So sometimes God answers no. I love uh, Ruth Graham's short little testimony about this. Ruth Graham, who, who was married to, to Billy Graham, said, God has not always answered my prayers. If he had, I would have married the wrong man several times. And there's, uh, there's Jenny and I's story, praying for a baby, asking for a baby. I know many of you have, have prayed these prayers too. How is God going to answer that? In our situation, we got pregnant after, I don't know how many months it was. It was a number of months. We got pregnant and a painful miscarriage. It's been a journey, not fully understanding, lots of questioning, but keep it asking. Jenny, much more persistent than I am. 
if I'm honest. But keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep going on that journey. And it led us to foster care. And I can't answer all the whys. I can't. But I do know that God has demonstrated his goodness, his faithfulness, and his amazing redemptive work out of something that was awful, that was really hard. And now I have two amazing boys running around over there. And all these years later, another one on the way. So we asked for something like this, and maybe you've heard Mayor talk about this before, but we were asking for this. And God said, no, I got this for you. I got this for you. I can't even throw my arms out that far. I got this much for you. How much more? How much more? Your heavenly Father give you good gifts. I've heard the story of uh, a Queen Bertha a long, long time ago, who was, as a teenager, um, was given in an arranged marriage to a, a ma arranged marriage to a king. And one of the agreements for her that she agreed to marry this man was that she would be allowed to practice her Christian faith. He was a pagan king. But he agreed that he would allow her to practice her Christian faith. And so she was able to bring, uh, actually, I think it was a bishop along with her. They actually built, and the king allowed her to build a, a prayer chapel. And she prayed consistently, persistently for her husband that he would come to faith. And it took years and years of praying and that answer not coming, and that answer not coming, that answer not coming. And then the Pope sent a missionary to where they lived. And it wasn't just her husband who became a Christian. It wasn't just her husband who gave his life and surrendered to Jesus, but it was 10,000 people. Immeasurably more. Paul says, immeasurably more. She's praying for her husband and a whole nation gets converted. How much more? How much more? So brothers and sisters, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep seeking the heart of our good, good father. This past Thursday, a few days ago, was Ascension Day. And next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. And in that time frame, there's actually a worldwide prayer movement called Thy Kingdom Come. Denominations, churches, Christians around the world praying in this space between Ascension Day and Pentecost, praying as the disciples devoted themselves to prayer based off of Jesus' commission to them that they would go and be witnesses throughout the world. But that commission came with a promise the promise of the Holy Spirit to empower and enable them to be witnesses. And so they devoted themselves to prayer. And so in this time, we've been talking about praying for super bloom. In this space between Ascension Day and Pentecost next Sunday, can we continue to pray for super bloom, asking for the Holy Spirit to come and enable us and empower us to be his witnesses, that lives would be transformed. Can we pray for the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, how much more will the good Father give you the Holy Spirit?
if you ask. So I know some of us have done this before, where we set an alarm for 11.13. That's the chapter and verse in Luke. Luke 11.13, that's where Jesus says, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those of you who ask? So if you're willing, would you set an alarm on your phone for 11.13 this week? And it doesn't have to be a long prayer. God, would you give me the Holy Spirit? Empower me to be your witness by the power of your Holy Spirit. And would you pray the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I want to invite you, I want to challenge you, I want to invite you every morning when you wake up this week. Start off, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. When you wake up in the morning, can you pray that this week? And then when you're finished praying that, you can jump on the Zoom prayer call. And can you do it both in the morning when you wake up and then right before you go to bed, just pray the Lord's Prayer. Tune our hearts and our minds, our souls, our bodies to the Lord. And here's, here's the last one I want to invite you and challenge you in. And we're going we're gonna to provide some space right now. One of the things that Paul prays frequently for in his letters, and talks about in his letters, is praying for people to know the Lord. And that's for people who already know Jesus. He says, I, I, I pray for you to know him better. And praying that he would have boldness to make Jesus known to others, that they would know Jesus, that they would know the love of God, and that the people who already know him would have the boldness and strength to make Jesus known to others. So can we pray this week? What we're gonna do right now is just take a few minutes and ask the Lord, Lord, would you give me the names of five people who you want me to pray for every day this week. These could be people who don't know you. These could be people who just need to know you more. So would you join me in just praying? We're gonna take a little bit of sign. Just, just listen. If the names come, write them down. If they don't come right now, go home and pray tonight before you go to bed. God, would you give me the five names that you wanna pray for this week? So God, we, we thank you that you are such a good father. We thank you for inviting us into this relationship, inviting us into faith. We thank you that Jesus has, has made you accessible to us by grace. We can come to that throne room and pray, spend time with you and share our hearts with you and listen as you share your heart with us and show us your heart in your desires. So we want to align our hearts and minds with you. And Jesus, you taught us to ask for the Holy Spirit. So we ask, God, would you give us the Holy Spirit? Empower us to be your witnesses through our deeds and through our words. Jesus, right now I ask 
Would you give each of us the names of five people you want us to pray for this week? This time, I want to invite us to pray. We're just gonna we're just gonna use Paul's prayers in the book of Ephesians. So, if you're if you're able, would you stand? You can think about those five people. Or if you just want to extend these prayers to the people around you right now. God, we keep asking that you, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would you give us, would you give these people the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know and that they may know you better. We pray that the eyes of our hearts and their hearts will be enlightened in order that we may know, they may know the hope to which you have called us, the riches of your glorious inheritance in your holy people, and your incomparably great power for us to believe. If you're able, I invite you to, to pray on your knees. Paul says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. If you're able, if you're not, that's okay. God understands. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is God's love. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. God be glorified in Christ and in your church through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Lastly, we pray for those who are witnesses around the world. God, we pray that whenever these witnesses speak, that you would give them words so that they will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. May they declare it fearlessly as they should, because you are good, Lord. 
Lord, do immeasurably more than we've asked today. Do immeasurably more than we could have imagined today. Thank you for listening to the podcast of The Renew Community. This in no way should replace the formation within a community of Jesus followers. If you are looking for a church, would like more information about Renew, or would like to give financially to this ministry, check out our website at renewcommunity.org.